Hey, welcome to the Global Exclusive Podcast. I am not Hazard, but I will be introducing the podcast to you today. Um, my name is Shadow, and we're joined by Barrow, Stream, Gobble, and Muspel. Gobble, also known as Cotton. I don't know, people mix up their names all the time these days. And, you know, today, we have a brand new CG unit. Well, Muspel's favorite type of unit, I think, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Also, Muspel has this big turn-on for those translucent legs, too, so there's that. Well, <laughs> on the topic of that CG, I actually think that Soul CG is actually amazing. At one point, like, Aelin was like, oh, Soul will never be a CG unit because of his translucent skin. But here we are. I remember they figured out that the way to do it was just to make it so you only see it for, like, two frames. We, have, <laughs> we now have boneless Soul. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's, that CG just freaks me out. I, I, like, if I ever pulled Soul, I really hope I do, though, because I really need a magic card. But if I did, I would turn that shit off as fast as holy shit. Wait, people leave CG animations on? Why that would you ever so do weird. that? I mean, you I know, used to. Hey, hey, you know, I, I, I think someone said that on the pod. I think it was Hazard. I also have this thing where I kind of feel I paid for the CG yeah. animation. So sometimes yeah, I turn thinking. it on. Like, not, I, yeah, I don't I, always I have it turned on. Yeah, I just like... But usually I, not. Like I, sometimes doing... I just want to see rain slice up a pizza galaxy, you know, or a galaxy pizza. Yeah, but if I do that, I look under the unit gallery, not like actual in-game CG. Like, I want no, to farm no, no, my but, stuff but... quickly. I don't have time to watch uh, this 5-10 seconds it's, it's CG animation. Feeling. Yeah, it's a, mm, I want to say it's a different feeling for when you actually see it in battle and then that LB wrecks something. Usually it's like yeah. an event boss that can't take hits for shit, but still. I think at a certain point in the game, like when Seven Star Furion first came out, I kept it on because Furion was like one of the early units, like Noctis, where his CG was like the part of his you know rotation, and you use it literally every other turn or something like that. But then you quickly realize that once you have a team of six CG units, this becomes old really quickly. So it's yeah, just and one some of, of them are like things. super long, like like Charlotte when she does her whole barrier thing and shit. Oh my god. Yeah, Although that's, that's why you watch them like on YouTube once or twice, and then you just, and then you're done, and you turn them off. Listen, I paid for these CGs, and I'm gonna watch them. Okay, I'm gonna take time from my day to watch these CGs. Okay. See, Barrows, the difference there is the difference there is that you paid for them. The rest of us just got them for free. Yeah, I guess that's the big difference. I actually did pay pay for them, but yeah. Okay, but it's technically not free either because you spent a lot of time farming that lapis. So, True, I mean... and time is money. Time is money. <laughs> And money so. is lapis, and time is lapis, so... Yes, of course. Yeah. So when can we pay for our goods in lapis? I, I, I mean, want a chicken sandwich, I'll pay uh, 50 lapis for that, thank you You know, that. send me 50k lapis and I will buy you whatever the fuck you want, okay? okay I not, said not a, 50, no. not 50k, 50. Okay, yeah, I can't do shit with 50 lapis. Like, what can you do with 50 lapis? Not, you can't even refresh energy for 50 lapis. You can buy a chicken sandwich, if you dream long can hard you enough. Though? Can you really? This has just gone in a weird direction. <laughs> I, I, I feel Everything. like there, there's there's something that actually came out this week that we should talk about. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. bring it, this it, back to reality. We already moment. talked about Soul's legs. I don't know what else you want, Maspo. Uh, who wants to introduce Soul, I guess? Dream did his rotation, so he probably knows what the skills actually do. I barely look at sure. 
All I know is I that mean, Soul is Skeleton Boy, so I'll leave the actual unit discussions to Dream. I mean, Soul has perhaps the most braindead envy rotation that I have seen so far. Literally uses his magic buff and then quadcasts a bunch, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, like, he has... Because and his base form and his brave shift form are basically an element... Like, he changes elements and he changes killer... And other than that, it's exactly the same. Like, they have the same amount of magic and magic TDH passives. It's just dark in base form, ice in shift form. But the base form does give an amazingly named skill, Malicious Manslayer. Yeah, I actually misread that as Manlicious Manslayer. And I'm like, this is, a good, this is a good ability name. And then I was disappointed. But yeah, it's still good. It's still good. But yeah, like, he's fine. He is very boring. <clears throat> He has a very small kit. Yeah, it's it's compact. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, well, are we talking about kits or what are we talking about? (laughs) No, but seriously, like moving on. I'm getting this nice CG envy unit, and then I get like five abilities, of which I only use two. Come on, like, like isn't it better than getting ten abilities of which you only use two? Where you have to scroll to the bottom of the screen every time. Yeah, that gets annoying really quickly. I mean, hey, if you if you like bad game modes, he also has a really good skill for arena. That's like an AOE elementless chain that's divided into three parts. If Soul had come out like three or four weeks ago, people might feel better about him. But as it stands, he does like a third less <clears throat> damage than unbugged Ibarra and like half of her bug damage. So it's really hard to get up excited busy. about him. I mean, I will say that even even though Ibarra's has slightly more flat magic, I would say Sol still has, like, the best mage vision card in the game. Because mm. it's, like, the 100 flat magic is really high, and then you got got 100% with Rod, which is basically always going to be active, and then an extra 30 for FFBE units, which are most of them. Yeah, yeah. No, it is a fantastic vision card. But just like Muspel said, he kind of came out too late. Now he's like just slightly above Aerith in damage. And we just got like Grimlord Sakura basically for free. She does a bit less damage than him, but it's like 10 times the unit. It's like, eh. In terms of size think- or in terms of ability? <laughs> well, hmm. Do you think in yeah. a reality where Grimlord Sakura NVA doesn't exist and or Ibarra doesn't exist? Uh, he, like, people would actually pull for her, him. Because I, mean, I, I was saying two or three weeks ago, if, it would have worked. If those like... units didn't exist, mm. he would be the best mage out of like two units. Yeah. Exactly. Which... <laughs> so even like even then, he's not that. It's really hard to sell soul. Like, yeah, so... I mean, he does like he it does like ten percent more damage more than Aerith, and Aerith can still heal. So like, it's it's kind of he he really is bland. Like, I like... mean, my yeah. I mean, my original plan was to pull, was to throw a few tickets for Soul to potentially get his VC. But now that I've got Ibarra, it's like I don't need that. So yeah, this is a banner that's just a really easy skip if you're not a whale. There's there's just nothing going on here. And speaking of nothing going on, we should move on to the other units on the banner, unless somebody else has uh, something yeah. they want to say about Soul. Uh, I guess we could just mention that in future he's one of the units who will get like an E or will probably get, depending on what GL does, an EX2 ability, and that boosts his stats up a decent amount and makes his Brave Shift into more of an LB finisher, which is pretty strong, but 
Oh, yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing to pull for. Uh, oh, okay. spe- speaking of boosts, I just remembered we should talk about something, which is that we're finally starting to see global exclusive buffs again because they buffed his TM. Oh yeah, they did. Oh yeah, in they... in Japan, it did not have a thirty percent MP on it. Oh my! Holy is, is, shit! Is Enhancements so guy is back. I am so happy that Enhancements guy is back and is doing the Lord's work. Yeah, now it's by just adding thirty percent MP. Now it's just strictly yeah. better version of Carlet's TM, and isn't that exciting? Because everybody that uses Carlet's TM all super the time. Exciting. I mean, yes, that's still one of the most premier Magic TDH items, but I mean, like being strictly better than it is why it was buffed because Carlet's TMR is only seventy five percent in GD, yeah. so that's why Soul was hundred, and it's like I guess they didn't want to make it one fifty and one twenty five would be yeah one fifty would be too big. Yeah, mm. so I, mean, I think they adding, should have like, and could have made it 150. Like it still. I think they could be... have made it. They could have made it like 20 or 30 percent magic instead of MP. And but then wouldn't that be still be too strong, like for TMR? Not no, because really. I I would say envy TMRs for like where their ballpark is is roughly between seven star TMRs and seven star STMRs. And if you mm-hmm. think like if the benchmarks were Carlets and TMR and then um, Kefka's Kefka, STMR, yeah. which is has sixty mm. percent magic. Then yeah, like twenty sure. or thirty would be. Or even, or even just put some like LB autofill on it, like uh, Asian Olive's TM has. Yeah, listen, done is done. I have a much more important question. So, how do you think Soul's legs feel to the touch? Like, so let's talk about Dark Fina. The, no, no, no. <coughs> like seriously, do you think they're hairy? Like, like, is, are they? I mean, we are going. To, I mean, earlier is not I that much better. That... We are going to talk about Soul's legs to talking about CG legs. So, so Dark Fina is what, like the seventh best mage out of seven mages. I don't know how they do it every time, but Alien, every time they release Dark Fina, like, they've had like, at least four different tries, right? They had the original release, the enhancement, the seven star awakening, and now this. That's like four different times, and every time she shit. I mean, she was okay when she first came out as a five star base because there were almost no five star bases. Yeah, but she had no competition. That uh, the other thing was she also had latents in JP, I guess, and even then it was a bit like I kind of feel bad. I, I actually like the. Did unit. she get her latents here as well? I don't even remember. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, she got them. Her latents got. Yeah, I think she. Yeah, got she it. she got triple. Oh, yeah. She got triple cast, and then she had this horrific rotation where she was locked into three elements at once or something. Like, imagine touching a pair of translucent legs that are also hairy. That'd <laughs> so, be like a I, I surprise thought, thought and a half. If you look so on paper, Dark, Dark Fina's you know, like modifiers look okay. So, like, why do you say her damage is that much Hazard. lower? Hazard! <laughs> you're just making the editing harder for yourself. Ooh, so, I anyways, making things harder. Dark Fina has a few problems, which are going to be similar to problems that she used to have when she was previously enhanced or got latency or whatever the fuck it was every single time so the first problem is that she has to use two different elements in her optimal rotation she has to use earth in her base form and then she has to shift to her brave shift to you to get a big magic buff and then she uses wind and the second problem is that her only good imperil is on a grandis ability so on a long fight she runs out of imperils or like if you have to dispel the boss you're kind of screwed um she does she has like a skill that buffs some elemental resists which is actually reasonably okay it buffs four resist for 70 percent, which is good but aside from that she's not great and she does like a little bit less damage than Aerith. 
Yeah, la- last so time I checked, she's like just below Grimlord Sakura, but like, or just above. I don't remember actually. Uh, below, Somewhere. a little. A little below. Okay. Her Ooh, and, yeah, she's pretty underwhelming. Yeah, her and, and Soul, for that matter, have issues with gearing for uh, killers because they're TDH majors with only 200% any TDH, so hitting the cap is usually going to take up at least two materia slots, more if you don't have one of the materia that has 100% on it. So you really have to be careful what you At least with Soul isn't too bad. Since you get like 100% from your yeah. own TMR and you well, can always use the color no. for the other 100 well, that, that, that's, that's including that. He's still using up two materia slots for, T, for TDH. So, um, yeah, to one say one positive thing about all of these units, really, that, that we shouldn't forget, at least, at least in the age of, of uh, DV, is that they still burst roughly the same size. So, they're still going to be like good on whatever appropriate elemental stage they're at, if you can you know, get them to chain and all of that, all the other bullshit, of course. But still... Speaking yeah. of getting things to chain, shall we talk about move on to Sakura? Barros, <laughs> <laughs> mm, you want to do the introduction for Sakura? So Sakura uh, actually, no, Barros, don't do the introduction for Sakura. <laughs> she she, she brings back me? one of the most popular families we've ever seen in GL. And by popular, <laughs> I mean unpopular, which is Graviton Cannon. And I think we only ever got like four or five units that one. actually used it. Specifically Pentacast Graviton Cannon. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> holy oh. shit. I, I, guess, I guess we actually got a bunch of units that used it, but only like two or three units that actually wanted to use it. So Okay, yeah. but you know? Oh, sorry. Pentacast Graviton Cannon is not going to chain very well unless you spark it. It's almost as bad as Ariel Ray in that respect, because you need... I think you have like one frame of leeway before it breaks, and her damage isn't great. She's element locked. Uh, you can use her as a finisher in her Brave Shift, but the damage is honestly not really much higher than her base form. It might even be lower if you're using her as a finisher because the base form has a flat magic passive. Um, I think I think the hits are quite spaced out of her finisher move as well. Like, it's got a long delay, so it's yeah. quite hard to get Still better than Pentacast Graviton Cannon if you're trying to use her in DB, yeah. though, because that would just break everything. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what I'm mean, here for DB, you might want to use her Brave Shift Limit first because that's... A decent mod, and she's got some innate limit support for 150. I looked at it, the modifier is going to be about the same as Pentacast, so unless you just can't fit the Pentacast, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think I it heavily think depends it on your LB gear. Like, I think if you have 200% LB gear, you're fine because she has a 150% buff of her own. So, if you can gear her for 200% LB, it's going to be stronger than Pentacasting, and of course, easier to cap. So, basically, what I'm hearing is why bother using regular Blossom State Sakura? You guys should be using Dreamlot Sakura instead. True, true. Well, okay, okay. So I mean, it's specifically when you want lightning. Yeah, I guess. Because she does not do anything else. I will say, uh, Blossom State Sakura does have support that's more usable than Grimlord Sakura's. She stays yeah. in her base form the whole time if you're using her as a chainer, and her support stuff lasts a little longer. Grimlord Sakura's problem was that she wanted to stay in her Brave Shift the whole time, and most of her support was in the base form, and the multicast didn't work out any the way you wanted them to. Now, there's still a problem, because Blossom Sage Sakura still can't multicast her support stuff on the pentacast, but she does have it on a dual cast, so she can like maintain ailment immunity or just cover it in an emergency or something. Hmm. Yeah, but, but it's like it's kind of her niche from the beginning, 
And I, I'm a bit I'm a bit sad that they didn't do that when when giving her an NVA. Why didn't they actually give her some support as well? Like what like with GLS, they actually gave her NV abilities that are support abilities to kind of go with her theme of being the support damage dealer. But with Blossom Sage, they didn't like they could have given her a, a 50% mitigation or or higher elemental resistances or you know like full immunity ability or something like that but it's just no she got one support ability i guess it's an entrust plus lightning imbue plus weak damage buff on a six turn cooldown yeah yeah it's very useful yeah it's it's i mean yeah but it also costs her lb so it's mm. yeah Mm. It's not but like yeah. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Exhibit A just... for Alim's design principles. But I think it's so sad because, like, this. I mean, obviously, she shouldn't be the strongest damage dealer. And there's something to be said about them being brave enough to again design a finisher unit. We haven't seen that in a while, to be honest. Like, because in her brave shift form, she's a finisher and nothing else. And I like that. I, I like where that is going. Because I really would like to see more actual finishers in this game again. Like, units that whose full potential is only brought out if you can cap them. You mean so, like Noctis? Like Ibarra? <laughs> <laughs> well, touche. Like pretty much Envy with their limit burst? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, you're actually right. You're actually right. Well, I mean... It, it's, mm, it's most... I mean, Boston State Soccer is the same as a lot of other units we've been seeing, which is that she can be used as a chainer. She's also a finisher... But the only the only difference here is that she's not great at finishing, unlike some of those other units. Yeah, but okay, okay. It's more well, it's more heavily split across her two forms. Yeah, and I'm gonna say it's much more obvious in her kit, right? Because like Tifa still kind of has this full on chaining, then she has a really strong limit burst, of course. Well, I mean, the difference is Tifa does pretty bad chaining damage and monstrous finisher damage. Sakura does okay chaining damage. And finisher damage that's probably about the same as her chaining. Yeah, no, but, but I'm talking more about, like, you know, kit design. Because Tifa was designed like that. She was supposed yeah. to be a chainer in her base form and a finisher in her uh, Brave Shift form. And here is Blossom Sage Sakura doing the same. I like that design. Um, but, but I wouldn't, like, okay, I mean, Ibarra is also really strong. But isn't she also chaining in her Brave Shift form, really? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, she can, but right now you wouldn't do that because she just one-shots everything with the LB. Yeah. <laughs> if you have, you know, the right support yeah. and whatnot. See, this is why you should chase Yoshi. Who would have thought that chasing Yoshi was a uh, good idea? Such it, a good idea. It human. wasn't a good idea. You just got lucky. It's it like when, it's like when I pulled for Gabranth and then they released Scorn of Asura. It's it was still a terrible idea, but I just fe- don't feel as bad about it now. Yeah, and is I heard it? you don't really need Gabranth for Asura. Shut your mouth. You don't? I thought you do. <laughs> you, you can kind of do it with, like, Daisy and maintaining 70% Fismet with Renora, I think. Oh, yeah, because but, it's oh a good God. thing we have it's Daisy gonna be here in GL. I mean, mm-hmm. soon TM, right? I, like, I, I am I am honestly interested in what's going to happen when Asura comes out. In G- well, okay, maybe we will we'll have gotten other physical, really strong physical tanks or some NVAs, GL exclusive NVAs. But otherwise, it's going to be really interesting for the people that don't have Gabranth. I'm sure people work around that. Mm. Yeah, like a cheesy auto re-raise team. Yeah, we should have. Oh, we might actually again. have a GLEX tank that works better than Garbrand. Or, or one of those. You know, one of those where like one unit hides and then resurrects the team or something. <laughs> oh. One of those maybe. <laughs> so yeah, not much to say about Sakura more, right? It's it's 
what has been said has been said. I mean, again, the same thing as with every NVA. The damage is still there. If it's your only mage, yeah, you have a strong mage, but... Yeah. Look, if Blossom saves Sakura is your only way, you should feel bad for herself because you can literally chain her with no one but herself. Yeah, like you're not gonna find any friends, okay, just you, like in real life. You don't have to kick someone they're already down, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Some things just need to be said, alright, Shadow? Some things yeah. just need to be said. True, true. Tell him. Mm -hmm. So, right. <laughs> I guess we could mention the fact that Alhina from the story event for unit is absolutely worthless as a unit. Oh, a free unit that isn't any good. Gasp. That's actually Surprise. a bit rare, to be honest. That is a bit rare. <laughs> Her? His? His TM? He, yes. Or his, 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 his STMR is okay. Like, for a free unit. Yeah, the, the free units you get from him aren't too bad. I mean, we, we, we have something like Operative Zarius at TMR, who is like, which is like what fifty percent magic and fifty percent true double hand. So, like it's not as good as some yeah. five star TMs, but for a free for what's basically a free event item, that's not. I, bad. I will like point at Quiz's STMR, which is like a fifty percent TDH. Quiz's STMR. Let, yeah, let's get that like type of power again. <laughs> so, who else is thinks it's super funny that the tickets that you're rewarded in the story event are actually not usable? <laughs> that is fixed now, but um, yeah, they it, fixed it. it. Fixed? They they, they, they haven't nice. compensated the people who got the tickets yet, so I assume they're just going to cut out the middleman and just mail everybody three copies of Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Wait, do I, great. Nope. are you talking about Shadow, Shadow, or Shadow Walker, Shadow? Both. Yeah, why yeah not I mean, both? I would much rather just have normal Shadow rather than Shadow Walker, but like, if I can choose. So hey. <laughs> but but you know, I, I would say that, like it's 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 a little bit insulting, okay? Like I I actually I don't know. Maybe I am a bit negative usually on the episodes, or maybe I'm not. I don't know. But it's up to the listeners. But this kind of rubbed me the wrong way because like okay, it's an obvious cool. copy paste, and it's just you know very little care for the players. Like obviously nobody on ever tested this event at all when it got ported. It was just like put in, and they hoped for the best. Hmm. Mm. Gumi and not testing things—that's a surprise. <laughs> Name a more iconic duo. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Okay, I get it. It takes like an hour to run the story event. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. But when you're understaffed, as Gumi is clearly. I, oh, I... and Corona! Don't forget Corona. Mm. You need to blame COVID. Okay, here. Okay, this is this is a bit of a. Pet peeve. How many times can we start blaming COVID when we've, we're like eight months into this shit? And if I, your I company still hasn't figured out a way to do something productively in, in, in this new environment, like how long can we blame, oh, they're in COVID? I think we can keep blaming it as long as there is still a global pandemic going on. Uh, I, I, Look I at can, Muspel yeah, being the voice of reason. Fuck. But I feel like if you're eight months into it, your company should somehow figure out a way to be productive still. Uh, into in, in the midst of the current given circumstances. I feel like other companies do. So I don't know about Gumi and how far back that can be. It yeah. might be uh, an issue with just having to coordinate things with Square Enix, which probably complicates things even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, I'm sorry for starting this discussion because one thing I actually want to talk about is that the story event is actually decent. Who, who else enjoyed it? 
Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's fucking good. I haven't tried yeah. it yet. Also, I always shame on you, Marcel. Shame on you. First you show up late to recording, scenes. then you haven't watched done the the El Hena story that event. Shame on you, Marcel. Shame I on was, you. I was grinding out my event points for Grave Hexvius. <laughs> no, no, no. Marcel knew mm-hmm. that the uh, tickets yeah, were a sham, so he just waited until they were fixed. Yeah, he didn't want to get the free sh- three shadows in this uh, box. I try to have as little shadow in my life as possible. Mm. Wow. You know what? I can feel the burn. I can feel shadows burn like all the way in Australia. Oof. <laughs> no, that's just the weather. That's just the summer. <laughs> it's actually technically still spring, so it's not summer yet. So soon. Yep. Soon, DM. But it is good. No, but it is good. Sto- I, I really enjoyed the story event because, like, the Chamber of Arms have great lore, and, like, I like how they're all quite sort of tragic characters. Mm-hmm. Adds a bit more of an interesting dynamic. I like. I was gonna go into a bit more detail, but Mossball here hasn't <laughs> hasn't seen it yet. Well, I'm gonna skip I, the cutscenes anyway, so go ahead. Shame wow, on you, Mossball! Shame on you. Yeah, and I mean, listeners. So if you don't want to get spoiled, you know, don't listen now that dream or you know, skip forward ten minutes. I guess no, not ten minutes. You're not gonna talk about. I won't take this. that. Just skip. Just finish. Just stop the, listening to the podcast. There's nothing else <laughs> stop the listening after either. this. <laughs> yeah, let's stop kidding ourselves. Who is still listening? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I thought I thought the story had a really cool dynamic because they basically reminded me of like almost like nuclear scientists, where like they are looking for like new energy sources and wanting to help people, and instead they discover like the power of friendship. Basically, the the potential for a <laughs> weapon of mass destruction, so a bit different from that. And then they basically have to like keep it out of the wrong hands and lose everything in order to do that, and have to like make a pretty horrific choice. Oh, so that's what it's about. Oh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah, good. it's sad. I mean, it, or or I mean, it's really good. It, it's good for for an FFB story, event, definitely. So like, so to the listeners that haven't done it yet, a tip, you, you actually don't have to skip the cutscenes. This could actually be an enjoyable experience in your life. <laughs> I mean, to be you. fair, don't, don't season, be season by, like, three has the been slowly five getting... Seconds. It's, it's not actually tied to the main story. Mm. And to be fair, season three yeah, has been getting better. Story's picking up. Uh, I mean, Season three set itself so low that I think as long as they start telling a coherent story, people will be like, "Hey, that's better." True. <laughs> Instead true. of no, no, but that Fina's is just, that sexy is dancing in front of babies. So yeah, crazy. Jesus Christ! Like they need to, yeah. So it's a low bar they've set. But yeah, like again, because as as is my brand now of standing the Chamber of Arms. Now that we've got this one, I redoubled my want for wanting an Elnath story event as well. Like Oh nice. So we yeah. lost I don't even want the unit. I just want I just want the story. So we lost Hazard who's endlessly uh, hoping for a Ramza and now we have Dream who's endlessly uh, hoping for more Chamber of Arms units. Or bosses, I guess. Yeah. Because like re- repeating for the nth time, they are perfect for like envies with the Brave Shift mechanic. They would be and very I mean, cool for that. I agree. It's mm. it's not looking great so far, but I mean uh, Finra Edel showed that old free units technically have the chance of an NVA, so it could happen if they tried to do something dedicated with it. Or if like at the very together least, and go kumbaya. at the very least, why can't we just get like a bundle, same as Fina and Dark Fina, with like? But well, would you Elman actually buy that? And his like, four like... star and three star. 
Like, potentially, because I, I was going to say they... Because with Fina and Dark Fina, they kind of buffed up their TMR and STMR, and those were the selling points. So they could do the same here. And because Ursula was another unit skipped, and the only thing of value there was her TMR, so they could basically buff that into Elnath's TMR because they're quite similar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. the and things you're saying now are entirely unreasonable in the COVID world, okay? Like, that requires so much work. It requires changing data. Oh my god, dream. Are you high? Yeah, I'm, I'm, setting, I'm setting these unrealistic expectations. <laughs> yeah, you. you're expecting no, Gumi to do actual work. I know. Uh, Elnath anyway, looks like he's it. cosplaying Lucas. Elnath is... What? 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 <laughs> look look at him. He's he's like half robot. What? What? Dude, have you seen Lucas? Lucas is just shit. That's why that. I said cosplaying. Ooh, actually ooh fighting words. Okay, Muspel, are you going to let him talk to you like that? Lucas is like the third best magic tank in the game. Yeah, but like, is? can you say Elnath was cosplaying Lucas when Elnath came way before him? I said he looks like it. Get wrecked. Lucas was barely a pair of screws. Like my, my point is that Elnath looks horrible. <laughs> like his his head looks like it's not attached to his body. I mean, are we talking about the unit sprite now, or are yes, we talking the, about the, the unit? Oh, the right. unit sprite is like the head is like five pixels disjointed from where it should be if it's attached to his neck. Yeah, let's let's hope Dream actually gets this bundle so he can spend like five k lapis. <laughs> On a unit that you mean 10k so that he can get the STMR just in case this is an NVA. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, true, true, true. I mean, now the this, the secret plan is I just want them in the general pool, specifically the four star and three star that were on his banner. Oh shit! By the way, the NVA thinking now has me a bit... provoke accessory. <laughs> the NVA thinking has me a bit fucked too, because like I have I have now a STMR. Um, shit, I forgot the name of the Halloween unit that uh, wears a gun. Godria, Godria. <laughs> um, so I, ha I have Where an STMR version of her plus three and then I was thinking but all of these have TMR so I'm like hey shit I should actually sell these units uh, for trust coins because like why not and then I realized wait hold on what no. if next Halloween we get NVAs again or like whatever NV is next Halloween so shit now I have to like keep saving all these old shitty units Jesus isn't that what you're supposed to do like, as you always should have no, with Rainbows. No, no, you just sell that shit for trust coins as soon as it's obsolete. I think I've sold, and I'm not shitting you, like, two or three Dark Finas, at least. <laughs> All right, listeners, don't do what Barros does. Don't ever this do what he does. This is a weekly reminder that Barros makes bad decisions. <laughs> to, to be clear, don't do what Barros does in general, but in this specific case, even more so. I mean, like, you know, you know some units like Chow, they're just meant to be trust coins. Oi! You think that's that, Baros? I, I also actually have 100% trust uh, Lucas as well. It's like, what the fuck am I going to do with that? Okay, You're so gonna... moving back to the story event, the, there's one, This even if you don't want to do it for the story, this is one story event that you should try to clear and farm for the map, for that unique equipment, because the unique equipment for this story event is a 50% magic True double hand accessory. Yeah, do you need to farm it or is it enough finishing it once? So that like, you need to I finish it once and do, do the daily the, stages. If you do, yeah. Yeah, if you do the material dungeon each day, you should get plenty. There's okay. also a materia with magic demon killer, and killer materia oh, are always worth it. 
I need that ASAP in my life. Although I really rarely use mages in DV nowadays since I don't have the meta units. See, Baros, this is why you should have put for Ibarra. Yeah, I know, I know. But I spent t- too I mean, much lapis on Grimlord Sakura instead. Don't you I followed Sean? my heart, Bar- okay? Bar- Baros never pulls for limited units. He's told us this many times. Even <laughs> yeah, right, true. Usually right when he's pulling for limited units. Speaking <laughs> of which, holy shit. I just realized, imagine, fucking imagine, if we get NVAs of Sayaka and Big Hard. Oh my god, Rip Wallet. I hope we do. Like, <laughs> February 14th couldn't come sooner. I, I think you mean I hope we don't because I need to conserve my cash and not no, be no, broke no, no. because of them. Yeah, Listen, because we're in the middle of a global pandemic and we shouldn't be spending recklessly, right? Big yeah. Hard is going to creep all the other physical... Ta- or actually, I don't even know what Big Hard is nowadays. Maybe he's going to creep all the finishers. I don't know. It would be so cool if we just get a Big Hard NVA and a Sayaka NVA. Oh my god. Oof. No, we're just going to get a I, new NV base that's Cupid Artemios and Cupid Luna. Dual unit. I think in, in, in light of recent news, I, I kind of want to touch upon this because I think it relates to FFP, is that Square Enix saw massive losses mm. in their fiscal reports. Did anybody else see that news? I did oh, yeah. not, actually. I did not. Yeah, it was, it was from the, like, Marvel Mobile game, uh, Not a mobile it? game. The, 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 the console... Like AAA. Oh, Avengers is it the console game? Avengers console. game? I, d- I didn't. Yeah, there was a console Avengers game, and it it was supposed to be their big release of this year because Crystal Dynamics basically gave up their to- Tomb Raider game and their Deus Sex game to make this for over the last three years, and it was supposed to be you know a big cash cow, and it failed horrendously. Yeah, I don't yeah. get how people were surprised by that though. Like I was watching early streams of that game. Come on, they lost over sixty three million dollars. Oh shit. Yeah, so Jeez. now the whales are going to pay for that in, in FFB, I guess. One thing oh, that yeah. was really interesting in their report was that throughout this last fiscal year, the only division that saw like growth was their mobile division. Growth oh, as in boy. revenue growth, of course. So get ready for some aggressive investments. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think until at least FF sixteen comes out, Square Enix doesn't have any more big big games wait, left in them. But wait, that's so, a bit surprising. When did Final Fantasy didn't Final Fantasy seven R came out this year? Wasn't that a big hit? No, maybe. Apparently not but big enough not like... to save the company. Okay, okay, yeah. So so we're not saying that was a failure. We're saying that it's just that Marvel's what was it called Avengers? Some Avengers all their console games were still alive. Yeah, it was yeah, just such the, a huge the Avengers flop. are supposed. The Avengers are supposed to be like this long-term future income stream because of like it's a games as service thing. Yeah. yeah, they have yeah. they have some big stuff coming up for release though. They have, I mean, not just sixteen. They have um, the other parts of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, it's not gonna come out in that <laughs> five years. Enough, okay, Maspel. Yeah, but those One are still things... gonna be coming at some point. Yeah, but the thing about the seven remakes. Is that it, it? It literally hinges on the fact that the company doesn't go bankrupt before Nomura decides to finish writing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, seriously, but and I mean, okay, so th- this is a bit of a shame though, because Square Enix has for quite a while been struggling with finding um, finding their groove again, I guess, because like a lot of their or or at least imaginary. I mean, I haven't read this report, but in my head, the, a lot of their Profits have always been about revisiting nostalgia, right? So it's all about the mobile mo- mobile games working with nostalgia, but also all the re-releases they've been doing of their games. 
but when it comes to new content it's not that much that's hitting hard right so it's mm. uh, it's a bit of a shame it is i mean and so I think... far the, i mean so far final fantasy first. 16 actually looks interesting so i'm I'm hoping they can at least release that before anything goes. True. Uh, I'm going to say I was super disappointed when I saw the, e, uh, the not the e- E3 trailer, but the trailer that we saw, the early trailer on the PlayStation event. Mm-hmm. I was super disappointed because it was really like non-saying. It, it was almost like a double A Steam, like double A title on Steam showing their early access video. I got that feeling. It was like really all over the place. and But now kind of the new material is actually really tantalizing. Now I'm actually... Now I'm looking forward to it. Huh. Final Fantasy trailers have always been kind of incoherent in terms of explaining what the game is about. I think that the first trailer, <laughs> they tried to show off more gameplay instead of just doing CGs, which might have been what you were thinking of. Maybe. Um, maybe. And, yeah. And I, I mean, you can argue whether or not that's what people want, but I, I don't necessarily disagree with the with wanting to show more gameplay. One thing that I remember watching the no clip documentary on Final Fantasy fourteen was that Square Enix as an organization... Um, ever since like the 2010s, they rely on every single game doing at least break even for the company to stay afloat. And one of huh. the examples that they gave was that the original Final Fantasy XIV release was a massive disaster, right? But like ever since the re-release, FF14 has been a huge cash cow. So that's like a really good stable side for them. And that, at that point, that they learned that every game, like they need to put a lot of effort into it to make sure that it pieces the fan base. So one of the exma- examples that was given was like the FF15. If you if people people don't remember this, but apparently FF15, if it didn't succeed as as it did, Square Enix would have went bankrupt that year. They huh. re, that literally was their Final Fantasy. Like they worked on it as if it was huh. going to be their last game. So, and that sort of I think is mentality still going through Square at a certain point. And I remember reading that remake FF7 remake as was another thing. Like they really need this to succeed, which it did. And then Marvel's Avengers flops like a giant whale. So, ugh. yeah. I mean, it was such a, I don't know, that, that that game was also such a high bet for some, like, I don't know, and I really don't want Square Enix to disappear, because they've made some of the games that I treasure the most, like, in my life. I just don't get mm-hmm. why they're not, like, milking further, like, fucking make Chrono Trigger too, you cowards. Isn't or- that more of a rights issue? Yeah. Yeah. Akira Toriyama holds some of the rights for it. Like, oh. characters from Chrono Trigger have never appeared in any other game since Chrono Cross, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, and yeah but what about was... Dragon Quest? Aren't Dragon Quest also Akira Toriyama's? They, Akira Toriyama is a character designer on Dragon Quest, but he doesn't own the rights. I think they just, like, hire him for it. Oh. So, so he actually owns the rights on characters and he's being a little bitch, or what? I, I'm not sure if he's, like, disagreeing or if he just, like, gets a cut of the profits and that makes it not make financial sense. Like if if he if he gets half the profits, then the game has to sell twice as much for it to be profitable. And Chrono Chrono Trigger would be would be popular, but I don't know if it would be half. I'm I'm just throwing out numbers as an example. But. No, no, one, but you're one, right. You're right. It could be one of those ridiculous deals they made back in the day, where like, hey, you know what? You you get half your salary, but you're gonna get twenty percent of the profits of this game, mm-hmm. right? And there then, was that like, rumor, but there was the shit. other rumor where where like Akira Toriyama and Square had a third middleman, and the middleman was actually a really big part of this. But then now the said middleman is like that person would make so much money out of out of Chrono Trigger like expansions yeah, that they, could, could they be don't something do like it that anymore. too. But like I said, like even if you look at mobile game collabs and that kind of thing, they've Chrono Trigger characters have never shown up anywhere else ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. although they have re-released Chrono Trigger like several times. They though. did, but I'm sure that 
they had to cut a deal to get a share of the profits to whoever holds those parts of the rights. Yeah, and also like that's probably kind of a low effort thing to do though. Like the yeah. the, the so yeah. Well, this week has clearly been an exciting week in FFB because we really talked a lot about that. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what I it think is, but is... it was a good week. Hey, oh, it was before a good week. we before we draw curtains, um how many of the hosts have actually capped DV cuz I sure as hell didn't. I haven't. I, I, I shall do the last two stages. I got like 2,000 points away from capping Kokuryu, and I don't think I can get to 30k damage on that. I still need to do Alexander, and I need to redo Kokuryu to try and optimize my team to actually yeah, cap Yeah, but, but both of you have a bar, right? Yes. No, but oh. like to easily cap Kokuryu, you need X2 Ibarra. I only have X1 Ibarra. Hmm, okay, cool. Well, let's, see, let's see what happens next week and what you all end up at. Because like I think I I am I, I'm just a couple of thousand off of max score and I think I'm like rank thousand something I don't even like actually mm-hmm. I can check. I think there's like seven almost eight hundred people max score already. Yeah yeah I am one thousand one hundred and sixty three right now with with like a really good score but hey you know I didn't pull this one unit that's broken and bugged and destroys this DV so fuck me right. <laughs> I mean, I chased Ibarra because I like her design. So, I mean, so far, the le- the last two GLEX units, uh, barring Starlight and Elena, have pretty good unit designs. That's true. That is true. That is true. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good one. Thanks, See everyone. See you. Bye. See you.